Come have a zippity doo dah day and a big, bright, beautiful tomorrow. On the Mousecapades Radio Network. My radio station. My radio station. Now, from the Mousecapades Studios, here are your hosts. Happy Hump Day, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Gina and Sarah and Brandy. Steph overbooked herself this week, so she will not be with us. We hope that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 794, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. If you're looking to book a trip, we would be happy to help. Just text Brandy, Vicki, or myself, Gina, at 636-373-4497, and we would be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your resort and ticket package, so contact us today. So we have more great news this week from Disney, which makes me very happy, because some weeks it's sad news. So the first thing is, my favorite princess, Belle, is coming back to Fantasyland at the end chanted tales with bell on february 19th so a little over a little less than a month excuse me um and this attraction takes you through the magic mirror to reveal bell and maurice's cottage and then bell tells you the story um, of how her life came to be and brings the guests in it's an immersive experience also ariel is back in her grotto for a meet and greet she actually returned on sunday this past sunday january 22nd I am sure that Ariel is excited to be part of our world once again. Uh, they have both been dearly missed since the middle of March 2020. So welcome back, Princess Belle and Princess Ariel. And I actually got to see a vlog today of Ariel. And I really like the one that is there right now. I'm so glad that Ariel is back because my one of my clients that I, ju- that I just booked a honeymoon for, um, Ariel is her favorite princess. So she's on her list. Yeah, Enchanted Tales with Belle was the first attraction that we went to when we took my girls for the first time. And it was the first time, Claire was not ever really into princesses, but Alice loved it. And that was the first princess that Alice got to meet. And it was just a great little experience. And when you get to walk through the mirror, you know, you can't beat that when you're like six. Did they get picked? No, neither of them was wanted to be picked. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> gotcha. My husband and son got picked. Nice. It was pretty cool. They loved it. So guess what else is back at Walt Disney World? Mousekeeping. Okay, partly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Mousekeeping has been visiting guest rooms every day since January 15th at all of the deluxe resorts. Deluxe only, guys. Sorry. Guests staying at a value or moderate resort are still getting the mousekeeping services every other day. DVC members are receiving mousekeeping services depending on the length of their stay, which is kind of a bummer. So is this still like when we went in January, they would come like every, what was it, fourth day? And then they would, they would, they never did our beds, though. Yeah, they didn't ours either when we were there in October, did they, Brandy? That grossed me out because, <laughs> like, I generally, I mean, we were there for 
10 days and I usually at least I wash my sheep every week at home so no at Disneyland they did they they came in and cleaned our room and made our beds and everything every day I'm glad they're at least they're I mean every other day at least take out the trash because <laughs> those hotel trash cans are teeny tiny I bet they I bet they are like slowly phasing it back in for like the moderates and the value like they yeah. just started with the the lux I hope anyway so when we were not to rub it in but when we were club level for those three days we had service every day mm-hmm. well I was gonna say maybe that was the difference at Disneyland but I didn't stay club level the first half of my trip and they did they came in and made my bed every day but you were a special travel agent guest. <laughs> True. But I think that I think that was just what they did, though, honestly. Sarah, you need to come back because now that we are earmarked, it is pretty phenomenal when you call in. I haven't called in yet. I haven't had to yet either. So amazing. Wait, what happens? Why is like you get moved to the top of the list or something? We get our own line. Oh, and so when I called, nice. um, she said, you're with your story travel, correct? And I said, yes. Can she said, she said, can I have your name? And I said, Vicki Black. And she said, ah, yes. Vicki.black at yourstorytravel.com. Thank you so much for being an earmarked Disney agent. And I was like, did she just say that? <laughs> and then, and, and I, there was no waiting. I just got right a hold of somebody and no offense. They can speak English. Nick told me I just got lucky because I said, <laughs> okay, I've called twice now and I've had two English people. I'm going with that. And then at the very end, then again, she said, thank you again for being a part of the earmarked Disney services. We really appreciate you. Well, that's nice. Oh, I was nice. like, what? It was awesome. They didn't have to go to their manager to, to get answer. Let me check with my manager. Hmm. Mm. The perks of being earmarked. Mm-hmm. Okay, so while it is hard to believe that the Festival of the Arts is actually almost over, Disney announced the dates for the Flower and Garden Festival, which will run from March 1st through July 5th, 2023. Spike's pollination exploration is back, and many of our favorite topiaries are back, like Belle and the Beast, Remy, Figment, and more. Rumor has it that there will be some Encanto topiaries this year, too. That'd be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I'm going to be there. Dang it. Those would be really pretty. Encanto topiaries with all the detailing and stuff. I will share pictures. I know it's not the same. I'll be lucky if I get to go to Disney World or Disneyland this year. We'll see. Homecoming. Well, I depend on where it's at. <laughs> That's true. Well, if your Star Wars fans had planned on visiting the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, they may need to reschedule. When Disney announced this immersive hotel experience coming to Orlando, Star Wars fans were thrilled, but they had no idea what the price tag would be to experience. So the cost for a couple is $5,000. That's insane. $5,000 for two people. This includes the entertainment and food, but is for a three-day, two-night cruise. And it's really not a cruise. Right. Let's just put that out there. You're not on a boat. You're not on the ocean. You're not flying. Disney was trying to sell the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser like a cruise, but some week-long Disney cruises run $3,000 for two people. Nine Star Cruises were canceled in July and August, even though some people had booked. Those guests were offered 50% off another cruise if they would reschedule. They were told it was for refurbishments, but has a cruiser even been open 
long enough for that. If Disney can't fill Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser in the peak season, how will they survive in the off season? And then while watching vlogs, we're told that two of the lead characters of Galactic Cruiser have been let go from the cast. So what's up with that? What do you guys think? I think they canceled this cruises because they didn't have enough people book. Yeah. This is such a niche, yeah. you know, hotel <laughs> and it's so expensive. I don't see how anyone would think that this was a sustainable concept because I, I, I'm not surprised in the least that they're not able to fully book these experiences. No, not not for the price tag. Why would you do it again? Right. I couldn't afford it. For with my family, for my no family, way. it'd be $10,000. That's ridiculous. For three days. If I'm going to spend that much money, I would do a land land and sea, you know, cruise where I spend so many days at Walt Disney World and then go on a cruise for a week, you know? Mm -hmm. Why would I do that for just, I mean, I think it would be neat. I would like to experience it, even though I'm not a big Star Wars fan, but I am kind of getting into that immersive stuff especially in galaxy's edge at disneyland um my and my kids really enjoyed it too i mean i would definitely do it if it didn't cost so much right so either they're gonna have to drastically reduce pricing or it's gonna change into something else because it can't stay like this they're not gonna make any money on it I mean, it's just a shame that they've spent all the money to do this and then it's not going over. But we knew it wouldn't because we knew as soon as they opened, yes, they would get a big rush. People would do it. Mm -hmm. But now they're to the point where I just think people are not booking it. Did you guys see where they came out with that sale? Mm -hmm. There was there's a sale out right now for it. Oh, you know what? I think I you, did see You that. get a free night at a hotel if you're getting ready to go on the cruiser, right? Like yeah. you get a free night at another resort. Yep. Is that so you can stay that third night since it's three days in June? <laughs> yeah, but it's like still yeah. pricey, I think. No, it is. I I can't imagine. And I mean, we're Star Wars fans, like my family is. And there is like, that is absolutely unattainable for us. Oh, yeah. There's no way. To think what you could do with that much money. <laughs> I mean. Right. I feel like that's something I would only do if, like, we won the lottery. Like, you yeah. would have, to, like, for most middle to upper middle class families that do go to Disney on a regular basis, that experience is something that it would literally be like a splurge, like a huge splurge. Like, you would only do that if you had so much money you didn't know what to do with. Well, so y yesterday I, I quoted um, a trip for three, two adults and an 11 year old at Pop Century for seven nights, five day park tickets, hop park hoppers. And it was less than five thousand mm -hmm. dollars, and that was the whole time, the whole week. Doesn't include the food, but even still, at least you feel like you're getting something for your money. Mm -hmm. Well, and like, like you know, you said you can take a three night cruise on, you know, the Wish or even the Dream, and it's three thousand dollars or less, and every all the food and everything is included on it. So why would you spend $5,000 on technically the same thing, even though it's not on a real ship or whatever? I, I just, I can't wrap my head around it. I don't know. So crazy. So no surprise, pop culture has dictated many changes in our society in the past five to 10 years. 
Along with the rest of the world, Disney World has been affected with changes in order to not offend anyone. First, it was our favorite character in Pirates of the Caribbean, Red, the lady auction in the Pirates of the Caribbean that was removed because of the Me Too movement. People brought to Disney's attention that the selling of one human to another in an auction was demeaning to women. Next, Disney announced that the Splash Mountain ride was going to be rethemed because the ride was racist. The reason this was claimed is because the idea of Splash Mountain came from the movie Song of the South that has been banned in the U.S. for decades. This week, the dolls in the Asian section of It's a Small World have had their faces repainted. The nodding dolls were said to be an insensitive depiction of Asian people, and so Disney was forced to repaint their faces into something a bit more generic. The ride was already committed to more inclusion by remodeling many of the famous animatronic puppets that sing the attraction's infectious earworm song, as well they should. <laughs> there have been rumors for over two years that the Native Americans needed to be removed from Peter Pan's flight in Fantasyland at the Magic Kingdom. So the question is, what will be next? Who knows? I think sometimes I <laughs> this is getting a little overboard. I mean, I, c- yeah. I can understand the points and stuff, but sometimes I feel like they're making a bigger deal than it needs to be. I teasingly said yesterday that <clears throat> now that the train's back, I was wondering, I need to see if there's a video because there's hillbillies back there. Well, that might be offensive to hillbillies. <laughs> That's offensive to me. I'm a hillbilly. Come on. <laughs> Not the hillbillies you see in the on the train ride. <laughs> I'm just thinking there's going to be some we're never going to please everybody. Right. It's just like school. Yeah. You're never going to please everybody. And honestly, how many of the people out of millions and millions of people that go to Disney World and Disneyland are the ones complaining? You know what I mean? Why? Right. It's not everybody. So if it's just like a few, like, I mean, like a few thousand or whatever, who cares? Right. Who cares? And I know, you know, the, my, what I argue with myself is that, you know, pirates would have probably sold women into slavery. Right. Yes. Um, yes, they would have. You're absolutely however, right. However, then the other side of, you know, it's like the devil and the angel on my shoulders here. The other side of Sarah says, well, Disney's not a museum. It's not a historical, you know, lesson. It's not supposed to be, I don't think. So what's the harm in changing it? As much as I love the original Pirates, um, I'm also not a huge fan of Jack Sparrow being in it. So, you know, I think one, the only constant is that Disney's always going to change. So if you take that mindset then these come a little bit easier. But if you're in love with something and it gets changed, that's hard. I think it would be hard to take the Indians out of Peter Pan because they're sort of a big part of the story. No, I know. That's what... Yeah. Well, and Brad said that... I'd be interested. (laughs) I didn't find the story, but he said that he saw on social media that they wanted to have a memorial service for Splash Mountain. Oh, yeah. Do you see people were taking water from the yes. ride and That's, selling it? Oh yes. my yes. gosh! And how much they were going for? I was like, "Are you serious? Do they not realize that it's going to be a water ride anyway? It's going to be the same water when it's Tiana's. Like, I, I mean, I don't know how they drain and and what they have to do, but it's going to be the same nasty, chlorinated, recycled through rusty old pipes water. The nostalgia about Splash Mountain is like. It's just a ride. Like, I'm sorry. And like, I, I get it. At the same time, it's like, 
it is kind of essential that Disney does appeal to like the newer generation that are coming there. And very few of our kids are like are going to relate to Splash Mountain other than like that's right. some animatronic bunny and it's an animatronic bear and whatever. I mean, I think it'll be great for kids to see a movie they probably watched since they were, you know, three, four, five. Mm-hmm. Abby's excited about it because her her favorite princess is Tiana. Mm-hmm. I do think you lose a little bit of the nostalgia factor. I'm not saying necessarily we're spe- with, with Splash Mountain, but if we switch everything to the what I would call the new princesses, yeah, I feel like you use it, lose a little bit of it. But when I was little, I was watching the princess movies that came out in the 50s and 60s and was in love with them. And I was definitely not a little kid then. Right. Okay, so talk talking about nostalgia, over at Disneyland, they still have Mr. Toad's. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that thing needs an overhaul. That ride is <laughs> creepy. <laughs> Yo, don't get people started, man. We'll be getting hate mail. Ooh. There is a whole following for that. Well, I rode that ride, and I rode it with two other agents from other agencies, and we all three got off the ride and were like, is that just creepy or what? <laughs> I'll have to go back and I don't know if we have a copy of the house, but I have to go back and read The Wind in the Willows. I thought that the Snow White ride was creepy before they mm-hmm. pulled it. I would have loved that ride. Like I never got to be on it, but from the descriptions I've heard, I was I was like, I would have loved Snow White's what is it called? Like Snow White's Scary Adventure. Scary Adventure, is that what it is? Yeah. I was like I've like I've gotta be I've gotta go to Disneyland and ride that. Like it just looks so much fun. I didn't ride it, but we did eat at the little restaurant that's right there, right beside it. Uh, Chris and the kids and I did. It was really good. It's just a little, like, quick service, but mm-hmm. it was good. Not to sound like Nick, it's a bunch of uh, plywood. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what Mr. That's what Mr. Toad's is, too. It's made out of plywood. I, I just remember when you're riding those, like, I think Snow White Scary Adventure in particular, the people were upset when they first wrote it because they were like, where's Snow White? And you're supposed to be Snow White. And I think that was something that Walt Disney tried to put into his rides that maybe people don't see anymore. You're supposed to be the main character in the attraction. I think it's kind of cool. So I'm going to talk about four things that guests would like to see cleared up within the first half of 2023. It's kind of like little goals for Disney. Maybe we should send it to them. <laughs> We'd like to see the annual passes come back. Gina and I talked about this the other day. Yes, we did. There are many of us that would definitely purchase the annual pass and we hope that it's going to return sooner than later. Again, these are goals for that we've made, not goals that Disney has. We'd love to see the removal of the park reservation system. The spontaneity of Disney has kind of gone out the window. Um, I am happy for the DV, uh, excuse me, the people that do have passes that live in Florida because they are going to change that over so that if they want to have a spontaneous dinner at one of the restaurants that they can hop on over. Brett has a colleague that does that lives in Florida and she used to talk about, oh, I got to go. We're going to go to Epcot for the night. Well, looks like they're going to be able to do that again. This, I think, is a nice dream, but I read it on um, a lot of pages, so I went ahead and put it, but remove Genie Plus and return to the Fast Pass system um, that we all know and love, where we get to choose three rides in advance, 60 days out, and then the rest of it plays out itself. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. They're making too much money on Genie Plus. 
I don't, but it, it's a nice dream. And I would like to see them bring back, or not just me, but other people would like to see them bring back the dining plan. We appreciate it that they're doing the dining card promo, but it's not the same as the dining plan that we all knew and loved. Nope. So we don't have any way of knowing if this will happen, but these are four things that um, I read on a lot of different thing, uh, articles. And so I thought, well, I'll just put them all together and make a little goal list for us that we <laughs> hope happens. We'll see. I do miss the dining plan. And it's not because it saved us money. It was just easier that yes. the food was already paid for and we didn't have to worry about it. Gives you an all-inclusive feel. Yes. Correct. I'm surprised that hasn't come back because I feel like it made them a lot of money. <laughs> but um, Well, the only thing I could think of is maybe because not all the restaurants had come back yet. Like a lot of the character dining hadn't come back yet. But now I think it's pretty much all back now. Except for a Grand Floridian. Yeah, true. Victoria Alforna isn't back yet either. Oh, yeah. Mm. So I don't know. Maybe that's what they're waiting on. I wouldn't mind the reservation system either if it kept park crowd levels down, but it's not. certainly doesn't do that. They're just no. using it to track people. So yep. They can track when we scan in. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, um, gosh, I can't remember who it was. Was it... I think it was Josh Tomorrow had a round table with um, influencers, like the high up influencers. Oh, wow. And um, a lot, I think a lot of this kind of stuff was probably discussed, but it, I feel, and like there's been pictures of them in the parks and they're, um, but Chapek, not, oh, God, I'm sorry. Iger. Yeah, they're Bob. Iger. Yeah, they're Bob. <laughs> and, um, Tomorrow we're in the parks, you know, walking around and seeing what's going on. And I feel like those are all good steps and we'll see what happens. For I'm sure. hoping more comes our way. Me too. Dining plan, annual passes, maybe something different with Genie Plus. Maybe not the cost. I don't know. I don't know what they could do to revamp it, but they need to revamp it. I think they should just get you more for your money. And you know what also they need to do? I, with, I know that the bride pictures are included in Genie Plus, but at Disneyland, it's even the... All um, of them. It's all of them. Mm -hmm. So get rid of, you know, the picture package and just do that with the Genie Plus. You're still making your money. And let people buy it on the tickets like they were oh, so we yes. can actually get commission yes. on it. I'm sorry, that's ridiculous that you have to decide the night before. If you're because when you're booking a trip, an extra fifteen bucks or whatever it is a day really doesn't seem like that much money. But I really think that like once you get there and like all the cost of everything is in your face, it makes you take pause. Yep, it does. You're absolutely right. I didn't buy it just for myself. I mean, granted, I wasn't there a full. I was there almost a full day in Hollywood Studios. I mean, I got off the plane. I probably got there before noon, and I still didn't buy it just for me. Because I was like looking at the wait times. I did single rider for um, Smuggler's Run and got on it. Um, I did buy that individual lightning lane for Rise of the Resistance because there's no other way That's to get on it. That's what we did. That's what Tammy and I did. That was 20 bucks. And I then that about made me like, ugh. <laughs> but then we got, then we got doing Genie this. Plus for free for the next day at Magic Kingdom. Yes. And I was so thankful for that because I was like going to have to like... It made me feel better about when we paid for the um, ILL for Guardians. Right. Mm. And yeah. that was cheaper. That was only like $11. That also blows my mind. But it was $11 for Cosmic Rewind, but 20 for Rise. Mm -hmm. 
it still puts a very sour taste in my mouth that you're spending so much money on tickets to even get into the park and then you have to pay more to get on certain rides. Otherwise, and I'm sure the argument is, well, you can stand in line, but I don't know. The lines are too long to begin with. (laughs) You're paying for the experience of walking around and seeing everything. And this is what I'm reading, of course, this is not. When we went to, when my family came into Disneyland, we did buy Genie Plus um, for the two days that we were in the parks, but we did not buy any individual lightning lanes at all. Like we just used Genie Plus and then stood in line for the others. So it worked out great. Genie Plus works awesome at Disneyland. Disney World, it does not. Yeah. I will say my sister-in-law went over Christmas this year and they went to Disney World and they had a great time and they, she said Genie Plus worked wonderfully for them. But it's changed since my family used it, especially with the fact that you can modify thing modify yes. your reservations yeah. now um which we couldn't do yeah and uh I, so it gives me a little bit of hope but they need to do a big revamp to it the whole, just the fact that you have to wake up early yep. in the morning <laughs> to buy it and make your first reservation or your first lightning lane that it, like it, it's the opposite of what a vacation should be to me you know what they should do? Like Brandy said, they should let you purchase it beforehand, before you even go on your trip. But then they need to give you, like, go ahead and let you pick, like, three. Mm-hmm. Like the old Fast Pass. Like Fast Pass. Yeah. And DAS does that. The DAS Pass does yeah. that. They give you three that you can pick. So, for each mm-hmm. park. So, that's, that. I think that's what they should do. That's just my opinion. Disney, I hope you're listening. all right well guess what time it is ladies it's time for say it isn't so so a disneyland magic key holder has a lawsuit against walt disney world company it's a wrongful death suit by the family of joanne aguilar the family claims that aguilar died from complications from an injury she got while at disneyland The family alleges that Disneyland cast members laughed as a 66-year-old guest struggled to get out of the Jungle Cruise boat, which led to her falling. Uh, This happened on August 22nd of 2021, and Aguilera and her daughters were notified that their wheelchair access wasn't available, so she decided to go on the boat anyway, okay? When she fell at the exit, she lost her balance and fell back and she fractured her femur. Aguilar was rushed to Anaheim Hospital via ambulance and she had to have surgery and remain there for 10 days before moving to a rehabilitation center. After five months at rehab, she developed an infection and went into septic shock and died on January 22nd, 2022. The lawsuit claims Aguilar's death directly resulted from the fall at Disneyland Resort. The family is seeking monetary compensation for physical pain, mental suffering, humiliation, and medical costs and funeral expenses. They also claim that Disneyland Resort violated the Americans with Disability Act. Okay, I have a big issue with this because they told her 
Mm-hmm. It was that the wheelchair was it wasn't wheelchair accessible, and she decided to go on it anyway. Yep. Okay. Liability shifted right at that point. Yes, exactly. That, exactly. I don't think this case will go anywhere. I really don't. And the the whole laughing thing. Yeah, like, they're always laughing. They're having a good time. They're and joking around, right? How did they even know that they were laughing at her? I highly doubt that they were laughing at her. Yeah, exactly. I have never seen cast members do that. Laugh at somebody, yeah. Never. Yeah, me neither. And in a Disneyland either, I didn't notice that. But I just feel like, I, I mean, I, I, I'm sad that the lady died. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. Condolences to the family. But she chose to go on that ride. When they told her that there wasn't a thing, then she should have said, okay, well, I'm going to have a hard time getting in and out of this boat, so I'm just going to not do it. Mm-hmm. She did it anyway. There are multiple rides at Disney World and Disneyland that require you to transfer out of your wheelchair, mm-hmm. your scooter, your whatever it is, and they'll ask you, can you do this? And if you can't, you're not riding the ride. Right. And I don't see where Disney violated the Americans with Disability Act at all. So I understand that she got hurt at Disney, but her getting sepsis, and that wasn't like right after she left. I mean, she Five didn't. Months that's into on, a rehab the, that's on the rehab. For her getting getting an infection, that's on the rehab. They should be suing the, the doctors for malpractice yes. and neglect if they think she went into septic shock due to an infection right. she encountered at their facility. But right. I mean, to be honest, I. I don't, Gina would know it's better than me, but isn't that fairly common with senior citizens who are like semi bed bound? Like, isn't it common to get infections when you can't move around? Like yep. all of that yeah. kind of thing. Absolutely. That's why they turn them so much. Right. That was one of the causes of death on my dad's death certificate. If her daughters were with her and she's 66 years old and she has such a problem getting in and out of something like that, why weren't they standing there helping her? Well, and, yes. and they always have a cast member standing there that's helping people get out. That, somebody so helped me did, and I'm did, not old. I know, same way with me. So did, so did she refuse the help and then fell on her own? Because I'm sure the cast member was mortified. Yeah, I don't know. I'm There's so saying. many things that we may never know the answers mm. to, but I'm just saying, To me, I'm not even a judge, but I'm like, "Mm, two things hit home. One is they told her that they didn't have a wheelchair accessibility that day. And two, my dad died from sepsis and he had it twice. They were able to heal it the one time, but it was too far gone the second. And it was something he got from when he was in the hospital. It happens. I mean, when I had my surgery, I could have gotten sepsis. I mean, anybody that has surgery can get sepsis. So sepsis after you have a baby. Right. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Tell us some funnies, Brandy. None of the serious stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it it does take a lot of talent and training to become a Disney character. And breaking character is really forbidden. Um, It doesn't mean it doesn't happen. So here's a few instances that um, where things have happened. Um, Some stories told by them. So the story is, when I was a cast member, I was working with Buzz and Woody at a meet and greet location. A little kid asked Woody if he had a snake in his pants <laughs> instead of his boots. And Woody just about lost it. All the adults with the kids laughed so hard. It was so cute and such a funny moment. I would have been crying. <laughs> I know. Oh, 
Oh, that's awesome. Um, and then over at Rise of the Resistance, um, I gently broke a first order officer during the interrogation part of ROR. Between a breakdown and rain, we'd been waiting nearly three hours before making it to that point. As she was intimidating one of the kids in front of me, I chuckled. Something funny, rebel scum? Don't think we'll hesitate to use any method necessary to get answers out of you. Oh, good, because at this rate, I thought the First Order's plan was to let me die of old age. <laughs> we were still required to wear masks at this point, and she quickly hid her laughter with a cough, but it was a fun gotcha moment. <laughs> 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 I was going to laugh at his joke. <laughs> oh, God. I will say that is one of the the best like immersive experiences at Rise. There are, I honestly think that um, some of them do ch- kind of taper it off a little bit because in the group I was in, there were little children. They were all little boys. They were legit crying and scared and thought they were actually under arrest and had actually done something. Oh, no. <laughs> but what was funny is, and I guess it's just I've heard like this thing that like boys are more docile than little girls. Like little girls are always like sassy. It just depends on their personality, I guess. But the little girls that were especially the ones dressed up as princesses, they, they go, ah, we've intercepted a transport with a princess on board. Come forward. And these little girls just walked right up to those officers like, yeah. And they'd be like, squirrel. That's cute. She'd, like, carry on. <laughs> and I got lost and was colorblind because I, c- I could have sworn they told me that I, what I was standing on was orange and they told me red. So I tried to move and then they yelled at me for being on the wrong thing. <laughs> I, was just oh, no. I was like, I'm sorry, I'm colorblind. No. It was that, that that's a really a super, super fun ride to go on if you're into interaction and mm-hmm. a show. Yeah. So here's another guest and character interaction from Rise of the Resistance. We just got back from Disney World and our Darth Vader obsessed four-year-old was finally tall enough for Rise of the Resistance. We get to that part and they of course pick her to ask questions to and ask her, will you be the one to tell us where the secret hideout is? See, she just smiles and goes, oh, for sure. Everyone was cracking up. The cast member just smiled and said the rest of us rebel scum needed to be like this one or something to that effect. At least she's loyal. That's cute. Cute. So this one is from a sibling of a Disney character. My sister was Chip at the Disneyland Hotel one day and no one was around. So we had a casual conversation. They could have got in trouble if like somebody caught wind of this Chip having a conversation with a guest. Do you know what I'm saying? Because they don't talk. I like interacting with with the characters, though. Like um, at Disneyland, there was like a Santa meet and greet in our hotel. And like Santa was out there and my kids were like mortified, but I was having a conversation with Santa. But Chip is not supposed to talk. So that would freak some kid out. So this is um, another one from a friend of a sibling of a Disney character. Uh, My friend's sister was Minnie. And when their family would go see her, she would say every cuss word in the book to her brothers under her breath. (laughs) And they would just laugh their heinies off. (laughs) Luckily, no Disney guests were around to hear Minnie's potty mouth. If they were, we weren't sure that cast member would still have a job. <laughs> That's funny. That's I funny. wonder. I wonder if they, like they do do that a lot. Like if there's nobody around, I'm sure. At least you know. At least they don't have to keep smiling. Like nobody can see their yeah. their actual face. So if people are like, they can for me, roll their eyes all they yeah. want to. <laughs> so what I want to know is, as hot as it is, do they have like a fan? In the no, they don't. That's what I asked. Oh. They don't. Oh, man. But 
I was um, snowman. I'm such a dork. I signed up to be the snowman at our Christmas thing at school. Santa's breakfast with Santa one year. The thing was so hot. You smile anyway, Brandy. <laughs> you forget. And so my cheeks were so hurting when I was done. And Kaylee was like, why do your cheeks hurt? I'm like, I was smiling. She goes, mom, they can't they see, you. see your smile. Oh my gosh. I just was like, oh my gosh, you're right. They would say cheese and I would just smile really big. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, Vicky. So probably the Disney characters are the same. Probably. <laughs> You're right, though. They can't see your rolled eyes. That was nice. So this past Sunday, on January 22nd, Flash Mountain saw its last guest before the ride was trans or is transformed into Tiana's bio adventure, which is set to open in 2024. We don't know when that will be. It could be December 30th, for all we know. Um, since it was the end of Slash Mountain, the lines were longer than normal for the ride. Everyone was trying to get one last chance to ride this classic Disney ride, and we're going to miss Splash Mountain and all of its memories we have from when we rode it. However, we look forward to seeing Tiana's ride. The crazy thing is this past Friday, one of the Splash Mountain signs was missing from the ride wall as you enter the ride. And a cast member had spotted a child pulling on the sign earlier in the day, and they asked them nicely to please stop. And the child did. But then a couple hours later, that spot, or there was a spot where the sign used to be, because you know how they paint around signs and stuff. So it was visible that that sign was taken. Now, when you think that a guest walking through the park with about 11 by 18 inch sign that says Splash Mountain is going to get caught. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, that fits in a backpack. Well, that's what I was thinking. Somebody put it in their backpack. Well, so on Saturday evening, um, we have lots of Splash Mountain people. I'm sorry. It's just because... It's the end. Yeah. But on Saturday evening, there was a three-hour wait to get on that Aww. ride three minutes before they closed. I kept watching it all day, guess, or all day Sunday and all day Saturday, just looking at the ride times. That is a very, it is a very nostalgic ride to be changing at Disney World. Yeah. It, I mean, it is, a, it is, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how else to put that. I mean, I don't know if you want to go there, but you know, Florida was suing Disney to make it a historical yes. site. Matt told us that last night. I think overall, Florida needs to just leave Disney World alone, but that is crazy. They don't, they're suing to stop Disney from changing it be, and make it into a historical site. What? Yeah. Why? Because they're Florida. It's the Florida government. <laughs> Um, just so you do know, Disneyland is still open for Splash Mountain, so you still have time. <laughs> so how much longer? They haven't said. They have not given any dates of when they're going to close it. Well, they got a lot of projects going on over there, so they need to wait till some of those are finished. There's a couple. I think one opening this month. I hadn't heard the exact date yet. But... Okay, let's not talk about Splash Mountain right now. So we're going to move over to movies. Um, it seems that Disney is gearing up to re release the live action version of The Little Mermaid, which I am so excited about. The movie hits the theaters on May 26, 2023, and that means that the princess will be heading to Disney World. The casting announcement also includes a brief description of the character, describing her as an inquisitive and daring mermaid princess. Ariel is fascinated by the world of humans, whether she's on land or under the sea. She's eager to connect her two worlds, knowing they aren't so different after all. 
as well as reference reference photos of Halle Bailey, both in the role of Ariel and out of the costume. The question is, when will Ariel be at the Magic Kingdom? What I would say to that is, isn't she already at the Magic Kingdom? But the live action Ariel is going to look like Holly Bailey. The only thing I have to say to this is, I don't think the Disney live action films have ever gone over very well. Not as well as they you want. You know what? And the suck part is, is I like, I like every single one of them. Every single one of them I've seen, I like them. But there's not a Cinderella lookalike from the Cinderella movie in the film. And there's not a Beauty and the Beast one either. There's not. Oh, that one. I like the whole movie except for Hermione Granger. Oh, I love Hermione Granger. And I, her dress. Ugh. That's another conversation, though. That one and Aladdin are my favorite live action movies. Yeah. Oh, I still haven't seen that. You haven't seen Aladdin? What? Oh my gosh, it's awesome. I think that Wesley might watch that. I know. I, I would like to see the live action Mulan in the parks. Yeah. Yeah, they that would be good. They don't have a lot of Mulan anywhere in the parks, period. Yeah, tr- trust me. I was looking for the dang doll, wasn't I? All day. Disney really, really annoyed me, like, with its lack of merch. No Buzz Lightyear, no Mulan. What's going on? At least I found Buzz Lightyear on the website. This is true. You've yet to find Mulan on the website. That's all Abby asked me for. And I was, Aww. I had to bring her a cup instead. <laughs> the boring cup gift. There are some scientists that say Disney relationships are a problem, starting with Snow White to Cinderella, Aurora to Ariel, Snow and um, Belle, and so many more. Disney paints the picture that girls can meet a man and fall in love and live happily ever after. Scientists say that Disney movies are setting our teenagers up for failure in their relationships. I wish people could see my face. Um, <laughs> relationships. Young girls need to realize relationships take work. Relationships aren't a Disney movie. You don't just meet a guy, fall in love, lickety split, get married and have happy, happily ever after. There are money issues, raising children, conversations, buying a home, renting a place, employment, and more. Scientists feel that Disney needs some realistic movies to show young girls what marriage is going to be like. Oh my gosh. That's called living at home with your parents. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, they have failed to point out any of the other princesses like Mulan, like Merida, who literally like runs away and stands up in front of the whole, basically is about to cause a war of the clans because she refuses to be bidded for as a peace offering to marry somebody. I mean, where right. all the, the, I mean, Rapunzel left a tower and stood up to her step, evil kidnapping stepmother or whatever she was to yep. save the dude herself. And Elsa wasn't married. Elsa doesn't want to be married. She looked right at it on it and said, you can't marry someone you just met. That's insane. Like Exactly. Eh, this was just clickbait. Yeah. Well, sure. And I just like, think, I'm thinking, ridiculous. Okay, these scientists obviously are older people and they do not have an imagination anymore. Mm. Or they're bitter. They're bitter. I don't think any child, and I realize that they feel like they're impressionable, but no child is going to watch Snow White and think of it as relationship advice. <laughs> teenager, I'm sorry, but a teenager is not going to be watching these movies. And I don't think, and it's fine, it is absolutely fine to want to fall in love and have a happily ever after. 
if we didn't think that that's what it was gonna happen then no one would do it <laughs> well and that's the thing is these movies end at their happily ever after it doesn't go into detail about what happens after the happily yes. ever after you know that they've all had they all have marriage problems you know just like every human being that's why you watch shrek yeah <laughs> yeah and i would just like to say i watched all these movies and i think i grew up fine i was gonna say i <laughs> i just thought it was funny i had to put it on here i didn't i didn't mean to get a brandy so fired up <laughs> <laughs> we'll let sarah move on we've done some heated conversations tonight so we may have mentioned some of these but sometimes news needs to be repeated so disney fans don't miss out so here are six things that walt disney world will be doing in 2023 Oh my lord, after five years, <laughs> Tron will be opening on April 4th in Tomorrowland at the Magic Kingdom. I believe that you're out of luck if you're trying to get a park reservation for that day. Yes. So, oh, I'm sure it's already booked. Yes. <laughs> Best of luck to you getting on that ride. And you probably already mentioned this, but if you don't know, it's going to be the first ride in Magic Kingdom or in all of Disney World to require you to put your belongings in a locker. Ooh, I think we did mention that last week, but that's a good reminder. Yeah, so just remember that. Um, table service dining in Toy Story Land and Hollywood Studios will be opening. Rodeo Roundup, a barbecue restaurant, will be opening this year. So look forward to that. I think that will be wonderful. I'm excited for that one. Mm -hmm. Chrissy's really excited. On-ride photos will be included with the purchase of Genie Plus. So good luck getting the photo that actually has your family in it, but it'll be included. <laughs> you can go to the photo place to I ensure that say, you get the I was going to say, I wonder right if they're going to do like Disneyland does. Disneyland, you go to the photo thing that's right outside the ride and it gives you a, like an, a code and you put the code in. Oh. So I wonder if that's mm. what they're going to do. I don't know. That sounds like more needing some more staff. All I did was when I was there, because I didn't have time to enter the code, is I took a picture of it. And then when we got back to the hotel, then I'd put the code in. Mm. Oh. Do you still, are you still able to go and scan a Magic Band? Mm, no, not at Disneyland at least. But remember, Magic Bands are very fairly new at Disneyland. That's true. So the moana attraction in epcot will be open before the end of the year but no date has been released and i think this is going to be a walkthrough attraction based on moana and water so maybe there'll be something to spray you during the hot month. heat <laughs> sounds good to me re-theming of splash mountain will begin now because we just talked about how it closed to create tiana's bayou adventure and the Walt Disney Company, not the parks, but the company, will celebrate its 100th year anniversary. So we're going from 50 to 100. Yep. I have the second say it isn't so. A woman said she was grabbed by the neck and pushed by a stranger who was upset that she was unable to move in a crowded area of Disney's Hollywood Studios. Um, according to the newly released Sheriff's Report, the victim... I was identified, or excuse me, who isn't identified in the sheriff's report, said that the situation happened on November the 20th in front of the Hollywood Brown Derby restaurant. It's, it's the one that's located in a congested area and people, I always wondered about that, how they have the entrance to that restaurant right where a lot of people are walking through to get places, but 
I don't know, that's just me. It was early afternoon, about 1.30, when the victim said a woman walked up to her and said, excuse me, and wanted to get out of the way. There was nowhere for the victim to go because the area was so crowded. That's what the victim told the sheriff. And the victim told the woman she couldn't move. That's when the woman got physical. The unknown attacker, who was described as an overweight woman in a poncho and had a red pa- had red painted fingernails, grabbed the victim's neck and pushed her back. That's what the sheriff's report states. The victim's son-in-law stepped in to separate the attacker and the victim. The attacker fled before the victim and her family could contact Disney World cast members or security to intervene and help. The report is partially private, so it's unclear what Disney told the victim afterward after she had reported the incident. And the sheriff's department uh, did release that no one was arrested in this case. I don't think they found her if she left this. That's what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. It sounds way, I don't know. It sounds very serious, like attacker and victim. When I think of some, I mean, I don't know how forceful this person was, you know? Maybe it's in the report, but like, did she think she was someone in her party? Well, and my question is, is if she said, if she did say, excuse me, maybe the lady just didn't hear because she was talking to somebody else or something, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But that's, you know, we teach our kids, you don't put your hands on anyone. That's what I was just thinking. We do teach them that. They don't always listen, but we do teach them that. For all you adults out there, keep your hands to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Kafuti works at Disney too. Keep all hands, feet, and other objects to yourself. Yes. All right, so let's go back to Splash Mountain. With the closing of Splash Mountain, Magic Kingdom has made some changes. Can you guess what those changes are? Probably not, but I'm going to tell you anyway. The Liberty Square Riverboat's audio was redone to remove the Splash Mountain part. The Walt Disney Railroad's audio has also been updated to remove the Splash Mountain part. Guests apparently collected Splash Mountain water this past weekend and they are selling it on eBay and I can tell you they are going for about $150. (laughs) It's craziness. Obviously I don't realize that it's going to be a water ride still. I'm just going to put water in a jar and see if somebody will buy it. Say it's from Splash Mountain. They're going to drain all the water so that really is the last Splash Mountain water before it gets remade. I don't know. So now the construction walls have been uh, put up at Splash Mountain as of Monday, January 23rd, just a day after the last person rode. Rest in peace to Splash Mountain and thanks for the memories. I just hope they make it good. My memory is my children walking around Magic Kingdom smelling like that water because it stinks <laughs> so bad. <laughs> I just, my favorite part is when you're going up for the drop and the birds are there and they're saying, time to be turning around. (laughs) Love it. All right, Disney fans. We really need to learn how to be nice and kind. It's okay some people are going to miss Splash Mountain because many, many guests didn't ever write based on a movie. The movie it came from hasn't been shown in the USA for many, many years. This weekend, a TikToker like Splash Mountain posted that she was sad the ride her new baby girl was named after was closing. So naturally, people began commenting. So is her name Splash? Splashy? Mountain Lee? L-E-I-G-H? Zippity Doodah? And lots of other rude things. 
when in fact she named her daughter Briar like Briar Patch that Br'er Rabbit was thrown into by Br'er Bear Br'er Fox. While some may consider the ride racist, as far as we can tell, Briar isn't spelled B-R-I-A-R, is not racist. Briar is of British origin and means wild roses. We're asking nicely, just be kind. And I was going to say, if somebody told me they named their daughter Briar from Disney, I would assume it was from Sleeping Beauty. Because that's what they called Aurora when they were hiding in the woods. It was Briar Rose. That's what Kaylee said. I would never have associated it with Splash Mountain. No. I, w- I would have thought Aurora. Well, Kaylee was thinking it was Mountain. I didn't. When I saw it, I didn't know. I didn't know what it was. Well, I mean, to be fair, people are naming their kids some weird stuff. Yes, they are. So, I mean, honestly, people's minds just probably went to like, oh, God, what did you do? You know, because there's been some awful names in the past couple of years. James Cameron is the box office king. On January 22nd, 2023, Avatar The Way of Water crossed over the $2 billion mark for global sales. This film has now joined a very exclusive box office club. It beat out Top Gun Maverick's record of how fast it earned over $1 billion. I like Top Gun Maverick a little better. I'm just gonna throw that out there. I haven't seen the other one. I haven't seen Way of Water, but I loved Top Gun oh Maverick. My God, I so love both of them. I liked Avatar a lot. It's just so stinking long. So long, okay. One thing critics are saying is that James Cameron is a master at nailing sequels like Aliens, Terminator 2, Judgment Day, just to name a couple. We hope that Cameron can keep this momentum going for the next three Avatar movies. Only time will tell. That's like nine to ten hours of movie. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. I can't wait, though. I want to see, are they going to merge the two worlds together? I, that's, I, I can't wait. I no, I liked it. We took the kids to see it. I struggled to stay awake during some of it. Really? Gorgeous film. Gorgeous. 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 I loved it. Gorgeous. I feel like I was not in the theater that long. Okay. I don't think I should go see it because I fall asleep at home. <laughs> watching television. I feel like you're less likely to fall asleep in the theater though. Especially if you guys see it 3D. I feel like if, if you have the glasses on, maybe you won't. It is something about the water and the sound of water. Maybe they should have named it the sound of water instead of the way of water. And like you kind of feel like you're at the beach and you're just, you hear, I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Good night. <laughs> I think that's why I like that movie because it was like being at the beach, that beautiful turquoise water. It's like my favorite thing. I, I don't want to ruin it for anyone, and I, I don't think this ruins a plot thing, but the one of the, Gina, you'll know what I'm talking about, one of the characters that is supposed to be the child of someone, mm-hmm. I thought that was a little weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. As long as you're with me on that one. Yeah, I agree, because it's like, where did he come from? Yes. In 10 years, Brandy and I will be able to join you guys in this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. If you're interested in being guests on our show or you have a question or a comment, please just reach out to us at 636-373-4497. Or you can check us out on our Facebook account, The Mousecapades Podcast.
If you would like a free quote, contact Vicki, Brandy, or myself, Gina, at 636-373-4497. Or you can go over to the yourstoragetravel.com. Simply go to the drop-down menu and click on one of our names. Be sure to listen to Friday's show. Matt, Chrissy, and Vicki will be sharing about Disney World's quick service dining and snacks that we think you should try on your next trip. And as always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mousecapades and more podcast. Well, I think it's about that time. Disney love. See you real soon. May all your dreams come true. Farewell, foolish mortals. Have a magical day, my friends. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Remember